Welcome to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey, a podcast series for women in midlife who yearn to gain new clarity and purpose for the afternoon of life. Well, Anne, this episode, what's the silver gate? Well, you might remember in the last episode, we talked about the eight gates that Angelus Arian had talked about leading through the second half of life. And some of the gates, like the Silver Gate, uh, actually we've been through it two or three times. So we enter through the Silver Gate when we're born. And we go through it again in midlife. And so today I'm going to talk about what the entrance to midlife gate, Silver Gate, is about. And it's about facing new experiences and the unknown. Or as the poet David White calls it, midlife and the great unknown. So, as we said in the last episode, that the silver gate is the birth gate. And we actually approach birth many times during the course of our life journey. And here in midlife, it's a birth that heralds a new beginning, even an adventure. And it's filled with mystery because we haven't yet experienced what the afternoon of life is like. And even though we've spent a lot of time growing up and growing into adulthood, we really don't have any idea what the second half of life holds for us. And it's not surprising that many women who arrive at the gate leading to the second half of life, and they want to turn back, only because society has often painted this second half of life as a phase that's full of loss and illness and depression and decline And at the same time, they continue to advertise that women should regain their youth, focusing only on the external, regain your looks. But with the hormonal change, it's no wonder that women get caught up into this narrative. And what many miss is that this gate actually leads to new opportunities. And it's a place where we can re-examine all the wisdom and experience that we learned in the first half of life and how we can use this knowledge now. It also opens the opportunity to look past what we already know about ourselves and begin the journey back to our true self, because what we've learned about ourselves in that first half of life is really an image that's reflected by all those around us, and we don't really know our true self. So we've spent a lot of time in the first half of life, which is what we're meant to do, developing our ego. And that's an important task because we have to cope with the responsibilities of living in the external world. We have to cope with the responsibilities of adulthood and of career and family, or whatever choice we made. And now, at this stage, it's time to surrender that ego a little bit, our conscious external driving of ourselves, and begin the process of accepting that, yes, We are ageing, both in body and in mind. And choosing acceptance of this, we can enter the gate and actually discover the hidden gifts that are now available to us, and we find new freedoms. Because those gifts that we need for the second half of life, we didn't need them in the first half of life, so we didn't need that much to be aware of them. But as you know, there's so many stereotypes of ageing, but we can avoid these 
if we accept and actually embrace our gifts and become more connected to our sources of inspiration and hope. There in the great unknown, we can actually reclaim the awe, the delight and the wonder that belongs to us in our wisdom years. It's so easy, isn't it, to remain comfortable with what's familiar. And as we go through this gate, we can move beyond the familiar. We can actually become stronger in our capacity to be more curious, to trust, and to be flexible with what's actually happening, both in our body, in our heart, and in our mind, in our inner world. And the silver gate is the entrance to the threshold of the second half of life. It's a crucial time, for it's the moment when we either choose or not choose to fully enter into our own wisdom years and take on the cloak of the elders and learn what what it means to carry the responsibility of being an elder. There's so much we haven't yet discovered about our life and our character. There are so many conversations we haven't yet had with ourselves. And it's a period of becoming pregnant and of giving birth to our new self. It's a time to become adventurous and leave behind those habitual routines that we got so used to in the morning of life. And it's a time to look at the world and our own life with new eyes. John O'Donoghue has a beautiful poetic saying that I think encapsulates this time. He says, I would love to live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of its own unfolding. Rivers are actually great teachers, and they exemplify resilience and perseverance, all of which we need. So what are the challenges we must face here at the Silver Gate? There are many cultures in the world that have rituals for this stage of life, and sadly our Western society has lost its connection to rituals. The American indigenous people of the Southwest tell us that to cultivate wisdom, we need to develop the capacity to be flexible and fluid like water. We need to be warm like fire. We need to be solid like the earth and the mountain. If not, we will suffer a loss of soul. Does this remind you of the story of Barbara, which we spoke about in an earlier episode? where she had to get in touch with her earthiness, her airiness, her fire and her water. We often encounter the fact that we have lost soul when we get to this silver gate because we've been so busy building our career, living up to other people's expectations that we've disconnected from our inner life, from what holds meaning, from what's life-giving for us. And this expresses itself in our restlessness, that feeling of emptiness and confusion and self-doubt, irritation. And sometimes it finds us being supercritical or we have a lack of energy. Often these states of feeling signal then the end of something that we've held important. It might be our career or that particular career, a relationship, a long-term job, an illness. And we know that something new, something that can regenerate us, has to emerge. 
but it can't emerge while we still hang on to the old. And we need to listen deeply to what we're longing for and again begin a conversation with it. Remember David White, the poet and the author, he said, We already possess the key to our own happiness. Claim it deep inside our complexity of experience, of grief, of joy, of defeat. We will find it. And he also said that the world was made to be free in. Give up all other worlds except the one to which you belong. Sometimes, he says, it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn that anyone or anything that does not bring you alive is too small for you. And yet how often we hang on to friends or to situations or to places that are not bringing us alive because we're afraid to move forward through the silver gate. And this is actually what we need to give up at the silver gate. And then we can pay fierce attention to our journey into the unknown. Remember the great Russian writer Leo Tolstoy? He was one who struggled with this dilemma, even though his writing had brought him wide acclaim, he was very famous, but he felt discontent and an emptiness. And to find inner meaning and contentment, he began to live a life of simplicity, growing his own food and living his days in meaningful service and meditation. And then his writing began to express new creative ideas that he learned in his solitude, that had he stayed in the public life, he would still only be writing in the old way. So he had to let go, do something different, and attend to his inner world so that he could write new things. It's strange, isn't it, that we can live with the illusion that we can construct a life in which we're not vulnerable, in which we're immune to difficulties and losses that humanity has experienced since the beginning of time. And I think that this past year of COVID has shown us that no one is immune to such pain and such loss. Yet, why so many people are still at war with reality? We still try to construct a life in which we won't have our heart broken. But at this silver gate, we have to ask for help and have a conversation with the reality. We'll see the path, and then we won't see it. But we're not alone. We can reach out to a guide for support. Have you heard of that wonderful pilgrimage in Spain, the Camino de Santiago, which follows the footstep of St. James? The pilgrims make the journey alone, and yet there's a togetherness with others on the journey. And after many hundreds of miles, when they come to the last three days after reaching Santiago, they can choose to walk to the Atlantic on the west coast of Spain. And when they get to the coast, there are three things they have to do. They have to eat a tapas dish of scallops, because that's the signature dish and it symbolises the consuming the essence of the journey. Secondly, they have to burn something that they carried with them on the journey, like the letters they received or the cards they got from home. And thirdly, they have to leave an item of their clothing, something they wore on the journey, like shoes that are no longer needed for the new phase of the journey. 
And so we can ask the question, what is my relationship to the unknown sea, to the place I haven't yet been? What is the question I'm afraid of as I face this unknown? Such a beautiful question. Let me finish with a beautiful story that captures the journey of the river that we spoke about earlier. It's called The Tale of the Sands. It's a beautiful Sufi story, and it begins with a stream forming from drops of rain high on a mountain. The stream grows and begins its journey down the mountain and across the plains and the valleys. It goes around stones, over little hilltops, gets wider and wider. But one day, the stream finds itself on the edge of a desert. And just as it had crossed everything else in its path, it pushed its waters onto the sands, and quickly it was swallowed up. It tried again, and again. And then the stream heard the sands whispering. The wind can cross the desert, and so can you. The stream thought this was a stupid thing. I'm a stream and he pushed against its waters onto the sands. And the sands whispered to the stream, if you keep this up, you'll either die, or at the most you'll become a quagmire. And the stream thought about who he was. How could he possibly be like the wind? Somewhere in the corners of his mind, he remembered that he had not always been like this. And slowly, he lifted his vapours to the wind, and was carried gently across the desert and let fall on the other side where he became a mighty river and joined the great ocean. In Arabic, the word for wind is ruh or spirit. And you and I are the stream and its journey is our journey. When we consciously enter the silver gate, and lift ourselves into the arms of the Spirit, we finally begin our journey to wisdom. And we can live this part of our life, claiming our place at the fire, giving love and humour and compassion and wisdom to all those we meet. The journey is the challenge for us as we grow older through midlife and enter the afternoon of life. Don't forget to check out Anne Moyabasi and Fabulous 50s and More website on the Facebook page and send me an email on anne at annemoyabasi.com for a free 45-minute discovery session to help you on the journey. And I'll see you at next episode. You've been listening to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyabasi. We look forward to your company next episode. I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening.